What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Pick 6 Nation. This is going to be episode number 87, and my guest for this episode is Evan Dent. Evan, thank you for coming back on again. Yeah, it's good to be here, and thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming back on. Let's let's go talk some football. I can't wait for it. Yeah. All right, let's do it. We have the death of Jeff Gladney, the death of Marion Barber III, Aaron Donald possible retirement, Akeem Hicks to the Buccaneers, Daryl Williams to the Cardinals, Dearness Johnson one-year $2.43 million contract extension, the Deshaun Watson situation, House Oversight Committee wants Dan Snyder and Roger Goodell to testify at congressional hearing, Kyler Murray attends OTAs in midst of contract dispute, Tua Tagovailoa calls out people criticizing his arm strength. John Lynch sends, says that he would be a fool to trade Debo Samuel. Brian Greasy states that his job punt had nothing to do with Trey Lance. Frank Gore retires. Alex Mack retires. Stefan Tuitt retires. Ryan Fitzpatrick retires. Jets to induct Darrell Revis, Nick Mangold into Brickashaw. Ferguson in the Ring of Honor, Broncos video of Russell Wilson, Josh Allen hits spectator on head during the match, the NFL free agency situation, John Madden on the Madden 23 cover. All right, let's get into the death. Let's talk about the death of Jeff Gladney, which is extremely unfortunate. He was so young. He was only 25 years old and he died in a car accident. It's really unfortunate stuff. Rest in peace, Jeff Gladney. Thoughts and prayers are with his friends and family. He was a quarterback. Uh, he was he was with the Cardinals. He also had played for the Vikings. Really, it's really sad that he's no longer with us. Yeah, it's a a real tragedy, and I just yeah, uh, yeah, like you said, all the best to his friends and family. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, man, that's a it's a really rough one too. Again, thoughts and prayers are with his friends. Rest in peace, Jeff Gladney. Thoughts and prayers are with his friends and fam- with his family and friends. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the death of Marion Barber the third. This is really sad. As well, what a running back. Uh, pro bowler during the 2007 to 2008 season. He split time with Julius Jones. They had a great backfield duo in Dallas. He spent, uh, Marion Barber III spent six seasons in Dallas. He spent one with the Chicago Bears. Great running back, great player. You know, he was a really tough physical ball carrier and, um, yeah, he had a great career, and it's it's a real shame that um, he passed so early. Yeah. Um, but really unfortunate that he died at 38 years yeah. old. It's so young. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, like we said, all the best to his, his friends and family. It's a, yeah. Rest in yeah. peace, Marion Barber. Thoughts and prayers are with his friends and family, family and friends. Really sad situation. His family has said they will not donate his brain to CTA, I mean, CTE research, mm-hmm. uh, not do that. There is no foul play suspected in his death. 
uh, just a really, he died in his apartment, unfortunately. It's just really, it's really sad stuff. Again, thoughts, rest in peace, Mary and Barbara the third. Thoughts and prayers are with his family and friends. Absolutely, yes. All right, now let's go to Aaron Donald possible retirement. And this is very interesting because he had said that he's at peace with retiring if he doesn't get massive contract extension. And he is one of the best defensive tackles to ever grace the football field. What a player. I mean, he really, I mean, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, those plays on third and fourth down of the Super Bowl on the Bengals' last offensive possession, that's awesome stuff. Yeah, I mean, he clearly has a ton left in the tank, but there were these whispers right around the Super Bowl that, that you know, he would retire right after. But yeah. so you know, I think he's pretty serious about it. And, you know, as much as you might want to say this is part of him getting a new contract, I do think, you know, he had a sort of perfect ending. He just won the Super Bowl. He was probably the most dominant player in the game, maybe besides Cooper Cup. But um, like you said, he's he's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. He doesn't have much to play for besides, you know, another Super Bowl. And, and you know, these guys are incredibly competitive. And, and he said that, he wants to win another one really badly, you know, that kind of rush, like, Oh, I have to go out and, and sort of yeah. defend the title. So I'm sure the Rams will give him a nice raise and they might not even be that worried about it. Cause he could retire after next season. He could retire yeah. soon. Um, you can't really give him enough money and he might be off the hook for sort of the end of that. If he, he does retire early. So it, it is something to keep an eye on. I do think, um, He's serious about it. I wouldn't be surprised though if he plays in at least another couple of years. So yeah, me too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he did that as well. But you know, it's also good when a player can kind of decide for themselves when they want their career to be over. So I think, yeah, you know, he'll be able to go out on his own terms, which is always good to see. Yeah, always good to see that for sure. What a great player! Best of luck to Aaron Donald. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, now we have Akeem Hicks to the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers got a great player in Akeem Hicks. Uh, they got a great defensive end in him. Deal is one year, 10 million. No, excuse me, one year, 8 million. My apologies. One year, 8 million. They got a great player. He was a solid, he was an excellent defensive end for the Bears. Yeah, what, I a, think... what a player he was. And it's it's yeah. a great signing for the Buccaneers. Hopefully it works out for Akeem Hicks in Tampa. I think uh, the key word you used is was. I mean, he's a little past his prime and he's had some some troubles with injuries in the past couple of years. So that's yeah. why the Bucks were able to get him at, at such a discount, I guess. And I think with the depth that they have on their line, they'll be able to rotate him in and keep him fresh. And um, I think he can be a real impact player, even in a smaller role. So, you know, that's always good for your team when you can have a lot of defensive linemen and, uh, you know, 
just a, a sort of consistent pass rush. So I'm happy for Akeem Hicks. He gets to compete for a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, after a tough years in Chicago. So yes, I think it's a good deal all around. So these yeah, 100%. are the moves that you make that people don't think about that much because it's later in the in the free agency period. But um, these are kind of title winning moves. So good on the Bucks, and it should be a fun season for them. Yeah, it should be definitely a fun season for the Bucks again. Also, what happens with the Dominican Sioux? This is also very interesting as well. We'll discuss this in the, we'll discuss so much on the free agency situation, the NFL free agency situation. So that's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. Where he goes. Yes. All right. Again, hopefully it goes well for Akeem Hicks in Tampa. Yes. All right. Now let's go to Daryl Williams to the Cardinals. I think this is a great signing for the Cardinals. They get a solid running back. Daryl Williams was a solid running back for the Chiefs, both in the regular season and in the postseason. Yeah, he could have been the Super Bowl MVP that one year. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't likely, but he did have a great game then. And, you know, in a, in a split role with James Conner, I think he could really do well. Yes, but... yes. We'll see how that whole Arizona offense works and if they're committed to the run game. But I do think uh, – oh, wait, we're mixing them up with Damian Williams. <laughs> Damian yeah. Williams had the great Super Bowl. Daryl Williams, talented player, sometimes looked better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in Kansas City. Um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe he gets a bigger shot in Arizona. Uh, could be good for them. So, another, you know, low-cost signing that, that could work out for him. Yeah, absolutely. Since the Cardinals – since Chase Edmonds is now in Miami – they go and get Daryl Williams. Great pickup. I think. Let me see how much he is worth. Okay. It's a one year, one million, one hundred eighty-seven thousand five hundred. Five hundred dollar contract. $152,500 signing bonus, and then $1,047,500 guaranteed. Yeah, you know, not much of a, a big, uh, you know, commitment from the Cardinals, but, you know, he can be a useful player at that number. Absolutely. I think he forms a great running back tandem with, James Connor. Yeah. I think that will go very well. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it goes well for Daryl Williams in Arizona. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Now let's go to Dearness Johnson, one year, $2.43 million contract extension. This is awesome for the Browns. The Browns did a great thing in bringing him back. He's a great running back. He has been so good in the backfield for the Browns. What a player on the field. I'm blanking. Oh, my God. God. He's a definite insurance policy for them with the 
Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, both of them. Yes. Especially Kareem Hunt has struggled with some injuries over the past couple of seasons. And, you know, that's a team that relies so much on their run game. Um, yeah. Definitely will be when forever long Deshaun Watson is suspended. But um, he's important to have there, I guess, it just, you know, in terms of backup. And he's shown well when he's been given the opportunity. So good on them for keeping him in the house and, um, you know, rewarding him for that sort of, you know, backup role. But he does it well. And, yeah, the Browns are committed to running the ball like that, so it's a good spot for him. Yeah. Congratulations to Duranus Johnson, great player. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of it. Also, the Browns have been doing great in the offseason. They get Amari Cooper from Dallas. They give David Njoku. They give uh, him a four-year, $56.75 million contract extension. They bring back Jadavion Clowney. I mean, it's awesome. I want to see Clowney's contract extension. What was that? Another one-year deal, but... Uh, yeah. The AFC that was... Uh, let me see his contract. I want to see that. One year, eight million. They got him for one year, eight million. Uh, Four point five million dollar signing bonus. Seven million guaranteed. Yeah, the Browns have been doing great in the off season. So, yeah. All right, I think that's pretty much it on that. Mm -hmm. All right. Now let's go to the Deshaun Watson situation. This is extremely interesting because you have a 23rd and 24th accusation against him. They are just accusations right now. Yeah, I mean, this just casts, you know, further uncertainty about whether Deshaun Watson is going to be ready for the season. And then, you know, 20 four different accusations is pretty overwhelming. So um, we'll see how that plays out in court. Um, I have a feeling that Sean Watson will get off because that's the way these things work. But um, I don't know. I'm hoping the people who felt like they had a negative experience with him um, get the help they need and get the support they need. So it, it's a, a bad situation all around. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a very murky situation heading into the season for the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy situation. To have to just have to see how this all plays out. Yeah. Hopefully this situation ends well also. Yeah, I guess as well as it can, but um, yeah. yeah. All right, I think we hit the nail on the head there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, now let's go to House Oversight Committee wants Dan Snyder and Roger Goodell to testify in congressional hearing. Wow, I mean, you have the possibility of Roger Goodell going down. You have Dan Snyder going down possibly as well. You have emails that 
have not quite been exposed yet. They're still needing to be exposed. Evan? Yeah, I mean, um, this is something that the NFL tried to make go away in a really ham-fisted way by um, not releasing the report. And so they've drawn the ire of Congress. So, you know, they have pretty limited powers in what they can do, but it is an embarrassment for the NFL. And, you know, they're going to have to sort of sit there and take it on the chin. So um, I don't know if it's going to cost Roger Goodell his job. I don't know if it's going to cost, you know, Dan Snyder his franchise, but certainly going to uh, be <laughs> unpleasant for them. And yeah, you know, some things are going to come to light that they really desperately wanted not to. Um, and so that's going to be, be good for, you know, the victims of the, from the organization, from the commander's organization, you know, who, who were yeah. sort of thing. So it's good for them. I hope the settlement's good for them. Um, yes. I think the league would be better if Dan Snyder wasn't an owner. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I couldn't, I, I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> uh, is a good move. I, I'm not, you know, confident that anything's going to come out of it, but, um, yeah, he, he's not a great guy. And I think he's deserved all the bad, bad stuff that's coming his way right now. Yeah. So. Yeah oh man and then you know roger goodell yeah roger goodell the same thing with this gruden lawsuit that's sort of tied into this um that's going to move into discovery and, and like i said just things that nfl tried to claim they weren't releasing because you know certain people within the suit didn't want to release which is kind of ridiculous um that's why they didn't type up anything so all that kind of stuff is going to come out and they're going to have to take a bath on that. Um, so, yeah, I think in, in general, it's kind of what Roger Goodell is paid to do by the commissioner. So if he yeah. takes it, you know, that's part and parcel with the job. But, yeah, they're probably hoping that these things get dragged out and football season starts and they can kind of sweep it under the rug. But, you know, right now, yeah. it's around them. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Can Roger Goodell go down possibly – yeah. I think we hit the nail on the head there too. Yeah. It's a tough time for them. Yeah. All right. Now let's go to Kyler Murray attends OTAs in midst of contract dispute. This is very interesting. He deserves a massive contract extension. He's been great for the Cardinals for quite some time. Yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to see him get one. He's definitely deserving of it. He's a, you know, a top 10 or at least top 10 quarterback um, yes. in the NFL. And the Cardinals, I mean, as much as any team relies on their, their quarterback, but, you know, he is kind of their offense. So um, he has every right to want a new contract. The, the current CBA makes it almost impossible to hold out. He'd, he'd be fine. I think it's like 50K a day every day he does. So, you know, he's showing up, he's being a leader. Uh, yes. I'm sure that, you know, both sides know what the situation is, but it's important for him to get there and get his reps in and perform well so he can, you know, continue making his case for that contract. So absolutely. absolutely he's also man. reestablishing his rapport with Marquise Brown and, and you know, yes, 
yes. new teammates, that kind of thing. So it's important for him football-wise. I'm sure he's still dissatisfied with his contract, and I think Arizona has a lot to figure out organizationally going forward. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a situation to keep an eye on, but, you know, he is back, and hopefully it doesn't affect him too much on the field. Absolutely, Evan. I, I agree with you on all that. I mean, you mentioned Marquise Brown, and that's a great addition to their team. Especially with Hopkins out for, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy to think about. <laughs> they really need Marquise Brown to be in their yeah. for that, you know, those six weeks. And I thought he had a great season last year, his first really great season in the NFL. Um, unsure if he can be that guy, but you know, they kind of need him to step up at least for the yes. first half of the season. So, yeah, um, you know, it's only OTAs, but all training camps going to be super important for them to get, you know, their offense up and running, which hasn't really been a problem for the Cardinals the past couple of years. It's keeping that offense yes. going. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll see what they have. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll see at what they the have. Beginning of the season and then we'll see if they can keep that up for 17 yes. If they can do, if the Cardinals can play for the whole season in the 2022 to 2023 season, like they played in the first half of last season, they're, they're going to be in a good spot. Yeah. I mean, it's a funny thing. They, they <laughs> do kind of the reverse of what a lot of teams do, you know, uh, first couple months, you kind of keep it vanilla. You're, you're not using everything in your playbook. And then at the end of the year, you take out some of the newer stuff, but it seems like they reverse that taking out all this crazy action in the beginning of the season and then teams kind of figure them out. So if that's a coaching thing, I think Kingsbury is going to have to figure out how to continue um, innovating his offense throughout the year. So it doesn't get stale. Um, he's had that problem throughout his career, um, but they have a really incredible group of skill position players. Yeah. You know, they drafted that guy, McBride, the tight end. Uh, yes. Hopkins, Brown, uh, Rondale Moore, I think could definitely be a bigger part of that offense. And then, yes, absolutely. We talked about James Conner, now Darrell Williams. Um, yes. They're going to be able to put up points if they can, you know, maybe they'll struggle a little bit more without DeAndre Hopkins, which we saw last year when he was injured. But um, yeah. there's not really any excuses for them anymore. Right? You know, it's up for them to, to go out and show it for a whole season. Um, Absolutely. Evan, I couldn't agree with you more. All right. I think we nailed it there. Yeah. Got it. All right, cool. Now let's go to Tua Tagovailoa calls out people criticizing his arm strength. And he has absolutely every right to do this. People are going to hate online. And it's really unfortunate that this is one of the realities of sports. It happens in the NFL. It happens across all sport, like all sports leagues. It's just an unfortunate reality that this happens. Yeah, he, he's definitely got a ton of pressure on him this year, and and you can see that in sort of the way yeah. that he's treated by fans online and by the media. Um, there's a lot of skepticism, I think, surrounding him. Um, <laughs> So when they put up a video that makes it look like he's underthrowing someone, it's going to just sort of invite yeah. this, this heightened discourse. So I don't yeah, envy being in that position. Um, 
I think the best thing he can do is just go out and, and play well. You know, absolutely. <laughs> it, it doesn't help to sort of fan the flames, but I'm sure he's frustrated by it. So, um, yeah, he's going to be putting in the work to try and show everyone. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it looks like that first video with him throwing to Tyreek Hill, it just got completely blown out of proportion. Yeah, and in practice, these guys are <laughs> playing together for the first time. It wasn't a, a perfect throw, but, you know, yeah, it was a completion. It wasn't like um, E.J. Manuel throwing a ball into the press tent. <laughs> Wait. That was back in 2013. They, E.J. Manuel was the Bills quarterback, and they were – Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know, usually from practice, everything is rosy, but – the, the Bills media members were going, oh, yeah, E.J. Manuel just threw one and it hit. <laughs> it hit us over here in the press tent. So um, thank you for letting me know. I didn't know. That. <laughs> that, that's a legendary old Bills story. So, um, yeah. you know, everything's going to be hunky-dory until the season starts. So, yeah, um, that's true. That's true. That's true. Now that, you know, the, the team <laughs> are putting out videos where he's throwing perfect spirals down the field so yeah that makes Tua feel better great yeah um, true for yeah, sure it, it all matters when the season starts and and all the pressures on him so you know Don't all right fair, fair <laughs> enough man fair enough um absolutely fair enough two is right to call out the people criticizing him yeah i mean that's being a competitor yeah I couldn't agree with you more. All right. Now let's go to John Lynch says that he would be a fool to trade Debo Samuel. Abs he is absolutely right in this situation. He's, he's absolutely right. Uh, Debo Samuel was excellent. He was, he was an amazing wide back for the 49ers last season. He was, he was unbelievable throughout the regular season, unbelievable throughout the postseason. Hell of a player. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out uh, exactly what he wants. Uh, if yes. he's compensating him differently than other wide receivers because of the, the workload he takes from the backfield, you know, if he's a fool to trade him, then they're, they're going to have to sort of bend over backwards to give him what he wants. Um, Yes. Debo's playing it pretty close to the vest about just sort of what he wants. You know, there, there's a possibility he just doesn't want to be in San Francisco anymore, in which case, you know, they're going to have to get whatever value they can for him. But uh, I don't know. It, he's right. He would be a fool to trade him. So they're going to have to figure it out. Um, it does seem like once the draft passed, that the possibility of him being traded this offseason sort of went out the window. So, uh, yeah for at least another year and and they'll have that time to figure out you know how you build a contract for a player who's totally unique right 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 for sure and maybe it's you know not that they can make this promise but you could be like you know we're not going to use these packages until december we're not going to use them till the playoffs you know just to sort of save the wear and tear on his body um it's almost similar to how the Bills use Josh Allen. He's a great runner, but at the beginning of the season, you can see they don't want to run him that much just because of his risk of injury. So yeah. different positions, but the same sort of thing where you have a special talent and you want to maintain that talent. Um, 
the 49ers are going to have to figure out how to do that. Um, Absolutely. They're going to have a receiver by himself. They could just keep him as a receiver and then, you know, <laughs> unleash him in the playoffs, that kind of thing. It's yeah. just something they have to work on that relationship so that he, you know, there's trust on both sides. Yeah, for sure. They're going to have to make sure they get a deal done as soon as possible. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think we got everything Yeah. on that. All right, now let's go to Brian Greasy says that his job hunt had nothing to do with Trey Lance. This is very interesting. I mean, Brian Greasy is the quarterback's coach of the 49ers now. And I think he's going to help. He, he's a great, he's a great coach. He was a great football player, a great quarterback too. I mean, the whole quarterback situation is another <laughs> weird one. It's just, yes, you know, the longer yes. just Garoppolo, you know, remains on the team, the more likely it feels like to me that, you know, he's going to be starting in week one, which felt unimaginable to me after the playoffs last year. But um, I don't know. Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan trusts him. So if Lance doesn't win that job in training camp, he might feel like, well, this is my best chance to keep winning. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with it. A year after um, putting so much draft capital into Trey Lance and making that move, you have to see what you have sooner rather than later. But Kyle Shanahan, he operates differently than most every other coach in the league. So That's true. Um, bringing Greasy on staff, I'm sure, is great. Um, yeah. So all of them, I think, one of the – smartest football players he's ever been with so that fits in the room with them and you know you would think that they think that's uh going to be helpful for trey lance uh, yeah absolutely again, I, you never know. <laughs> yeah i think it's a great fit he's going to help out trey lance tremendously and brian greasy and kyle shanahan they're they're doing uh they're on good terms they're doing well yeah so that's pretty much it there. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. All right. Cool. Now let's go to Frank Gore retires. What a <laughs> hell of a player, Frank. <laughs> Wait, what were you? I'm sorry. Then what a legend. Yeah. What a legend. One of the greatest running backs to ever grace football. What a player. He is third all-time rushing, 16,000 yards. Sixteen thousand rushing yards. Sixteen seasons with the 49ers, five-time pro bowler. What a decorated running back. What a player, fun guy to watch. Not only that, I mean, what am I saying here? He's, he will absolutely be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That is without a doubt true. He will absolutely be a first 
ballot hall of famer and deserves to be there yeah i mean i'm not sure if he'll be first ballot i'm, I'm very certain he'll get in but um he doesn't quite have the accolades it was you know he stayed in the league a long time which is super impressive for a running back um I remember when he was in college, he tore his ACL twice, which, you know, you would think you wouldn't have a career after that. And he ended up being in the career, uh, NFL for something like 20 years. So, yeah, uh, incredible, an incredible leader. You know, he was a huge part of those 49ers teams that um, yes. got to the Super Bowl. That, that offense was a ton of fun to watch. And then, yeah, he stuck around. I remember every year is oh frank gore's <laughs> on another team he's back um even just as a locker room sort of presence he was he was valued and yeah he could still give you some good carries late into his career so um impressive yeah absolutely what an impressive player absolute legend first ballot hall of famer he should be he deserves to be what a player Frank Gore, congratulations. Best of luck to you on your retirement. Yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy it. Absolutely. All right. Now let's go to Alex Mack retires. Uh, solid player. Uh, spent 13 seasons with the 49ers center. Solid player. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid, like you said, maybe a little underappreciated, but um, yeah, just a quality interior lineman for his whole career. So yeah. Good on him. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully. Alex Mack's retirement goes very well. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, now let's go to Stefan Tuitt retires. He's a great defensive end for the Steelers. He played all eight seasons with the Steelers. What a solid player. Yeah, I mean, 29 feels like on the younger side for retirement, but yeah, you know, when you know, you know, so a good career. He was always part of those solid Steeler defenses. Um, just really always a quality unit. And, and he was a part of a lot of those. So. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't agree with you more. All right. Best of luck to Stefan to it. Hopefully his retirement goes very well. Yeah. All right. Now let's go to Ryan Fitzpatrick retires. Solid backup. Solid quarterback. <laughs> what an interesting career. I mean, yeah, for sure. He stuck Very interesting career. Longer than, you know, anyone would have expected. And um, I think it was 17 years or so. Oh, yeah. And uh, just so many twists and turns. I mean, yes. There were so many times when you thought he wasn't, <laughs> you were never going to see him again. Um, and then he'd pop up and play, you know, three crazy games in a row and then one really bad one <laughs> yeah the thing i've been struck by just in his um sort of the announcement of his retirement is just how many people 
have come out of the woodwork to talk about what a great teammate he was and, and what a great leader he was. Um, everywhere he went, every situation he was in, um, just seemed like he was a, a great guy to have around. Like Jaquiz Rogers even said that he would ask every Tuesday if they were getting closer to um, yeah. Rogers' catch incentive that week. So that's the kind of thing that teammates really appreciate. Um, it took seems like he took an active interest with so many of his teammates and sort of real bonds with a lot of them. So um, yeah, just a sort of <laughs> mythic NFL figure. I do wish he had gotten to, to play last year. It was really unfortunate that he got injured that first week with Washington, because I do think yes. that could have been a whole sort of different season for them. I, you know, maybe at least could have competed for a playoff spot, but it was really his one, definitely his last chance, but his like, he was going into the season as the established starter, which, you know, I don't think he'd ever had that in his career. And then it got cut short half, yeah. half a game into the season. So, um, yeah, I hope he enjoys retirement. <laughs> yeah, best. Yeah, hopefully his retirement goes very well. I'd love to see him at another Bills playoff game. He was <laughs> in zero yeah. degree weather, shirtless, chugging a beer at the last one. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to have a fun time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, now let's go to Jets to induct Darrell Rivas, Nick Mangold, and DeBrickashaw Ferguson into Ring of Honor. Congrats to all three of them. Congrats to Darrell Rivas, Nick Mangold, and DeBrickashaw Ferguson. They were a hell of a trio with the Jets. Congrats to them. Great players. Yeah. Pretty much the, yeah, the core of the last great Jets teams. Um, Revis in particular just was incredible in his yeah. um, he was on another planet yeah it, just it was all game you know we're not throwing anywhere near that guy so he definitely deserves it um, Mangold and Ferguson made up some really great offensive lines those teams always ran the ball well um, maybe let down by their quarterback play sometimes but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good for them, and the Jets need more stuff to celebrate. So, <laughs> absolutely, it'll be nice those weeks when they go into the ring. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I think I agree with you on the Jets needing stuff to celebrate for sure. I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, again, congrats to Darrell Rivas, congrats to Nick Mangold, and congrats to DeBrickashaw Ferguson on being on being inducted into the ring of honor congrats to them mm -hmm. great players yeah all right now let's go to broncos video of russell wilson this is very interesting he had gotten some hate for this video is weird i don't know why <laughs> i still haven't seen it i'm looking it up right now <laughs> it's the let's ride video bronco county let's okay Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> I think when you when you trade for Russell Wilson, you bring in um, all the <laughs> weird stuff that goes along with it. He's very um, brand conscious and absolutely, absolutely. Um, he's a little corny. I don't know how else to put it. Um, yeah, seems like his teammates are fine with it. It seems like it works for him and. You know, he's a great quarterback, so I'm sure Absolutely. that excuses a lot of it. So, <laughs> yes, 
this is part and parcel with bringing them into your organization. So um, yeah, I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> the video is funny, but I do think yeah, the video he put out last year about it coming back from his finger injury, I think was was funny. <laughs> yeah, especially when there was like the letter release from his doctor talking about how well he had rehabbed his finger. It was just bizarre. So yeah, this is kind of what you get what you pay for. <laughs> I'm yes. sure the Broncos won't mind if they win 10 or 11 games and make the playoffs again. So um, yeah, this is your June sort of off-season news. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. You know what you're also getting with Russell Wilson is one of the best deep balls known to humankind. The, yeah, I think one of the best deep balls ever <laughs> the moonshots yeah he is a definitely a fun player to watch and i'm ready i think that receiving core is gonna be really fun to watch with him so you know bronco country let's ride <laughs> yeah bronco country let's ride yeah let's do it i love russell wilson what a hell of a player great quarterback yeah all right now let's go to Josh Allen hits spectator on head during the match. <laughs> Hopefully the spectator is okay. Yeah, that was a, you know, usually they play the match with two pro golfers and two amateurs, but this time it was all amateurs and you could tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, Josh Allen in particular was having a tough time out on the course. Um, I think Charles Barkley said it best when he said that the fans should stand on the fairway and then they'd be safe. Um, <laughs> yeah. A lot of crowd shots. Um, but yeah, I think everyone was okay. And it seems like everyone had fun doing it. Um, it was fun to watch. So yeah, an another good off season event. And I look forward to watching those guys play more in the future. Absolutely. Me too. I look forward to that as well. Brady, Brady and Allen not playing well, so it's more of a Mahomes versus Rogers thing. But <laughs> yeah, pretty sure Brady and Rogers won. Yeah, they won in the last hole. Yeah, uh, Brady was shanking them pretty, but not as badly as Josh Allen, but not great. It, it was Mahomes and Rogers for both teams, sort of carrying them, and then uh, yeah. Rogers sank the putt in the last hole. Yeah. Great stuff there, for sure. All right. I think we hit every, we hit it on the head with this one. Fiddling enough, yeah. All right, cool. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to pun right now. I was not going for the pun. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, man. All right. Now let's go to the NFL free agency situation. We have, I mean, we talked about Ndamukong Sue earlier. What happens with him? What happens with Odell Beckham Jr. as well? Yeah, he's sort it's of going to be interesting to see how this all plays. Wait, I'm sorry. Go again. Odell Beckham just seems like the big fish that's still out there. Um, yeah. It's just a team that's going to have to basically write one year off, but you are getting a 
a special player if you can take that hit. So it does seem like the Rams are going to bring him back. Um, there's probably some sort of salary cap thing I'm not thinking about in terms of this, but you know, a team is going to sign in and stash him for the year and get a good player. Um, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Evan, what were you saying? I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you know, uh, Nungan Sue, Dwayne Brown, um, JC Treader. There's some Eric Fisher, even. He didn't have a great year, but he has been a good player before. There are some older free agents who are still out there that. Evan King is a free agent, too. Yeah. These guys are going to sign on during training camp, I'm guessing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're solid players, and they'll def- I think they'll definitely find teams for sure. Yeah, there's always a diamond in the rough here and there. So, um, yeah, they've probably had to wait longer than they'd like. But uh, and Gronk is <laughs> considering retirement. But yeah, um, yeah, there's always good players left at the end of the offseason um, for various reasons. So, Evan, absolutely, I completely agree with you there. All right, I think we hit it on the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cool. All right. Now let's go to John Madden on the Madden 23 cover. I think they did a great thing. EA did a great thing here. Uh, John Madden, unfortunately, died in 2021. Died late 2021. Unfortunately, did that. Again, rest in peace. John Madden thoughts or prayers are with his family and friends. I think EA did a great thing here. Evan? Yeah, it's a fitting tribute. Um, it definitely makes me nostalgic for the old games. I remember when he was on the cover every year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, I think it's, he did so much for the sport. He did so much for that game that um, it's really Absolutely. To honor him that way. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it could have been any other way. So I'm glad to see it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you there. All right. And I think that's pretty much it for the show. Evan, thank you for coming on. You're welcome anytime. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. You're welcome. Thank you. It was a lot of fun discussing football with you. Yeah. All right. Guys. Take... Months ago. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Hopefully you enjoyed listening. Evan, have a good one, man. Take care. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.